the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a fabulous Saturday morning. And uh, I thank you, as always, for joining us at Let Us Reason. This is your host, Al Fadi. And uh, I have some really wonderful announcements to make to you. As you listen to this particular show uh, this Saturday, uh, please remember to pray for me and Sam Shamoun as we will be doing a number of recordings and also live shows uh, this coming week, uh, starting on the um, basically the 17th, the 18th, and the 19th. We will be in studio doing some recordings for so, additional apologetic mm-hmm. videos, but also at the same time on Tuesday, uh, and that is next week on Tuesday, the 18th. We will do a number of live shows on Facebook and YouTube. Now, I say this because uh, you will see announcements on my uh, personal Facebook page and ministry Facebook page. The personal one is alfadi.sira, and that's C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A. And the ministry pages, which is Sira International and The Alfadi. And at the same time, we will uh, stream those shows Live and we will post also recordings of them on these pages. So be praying about that. We will be tackling some tough issues such as the idea of the doctrine of Tawheed or the absolute oneness. And that's an Islamic doctrine. And this doctrine of Tawheed basically, it's almost like the opposite of the doctrine of the Trinity. In the Trinity, we believe in one God who revealed himself in three distinct persons. One in essence and in nature, three in persons, that's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The scripture, cover to cover, from Old Testament to New Testament, clearly states this. When it comes to Islam and the Quran, there is a direct attack, for instance, against the Trinity. I mean, for example, you can go to chapter 3 of the Quran, starting from verse, um, basically, starting from verse 1 all the way until verse 80 to 82, you'll see a direct attack against the deity of Christ, the Trinity, and so on and so forth. And also chapter 5 of the Quran is almost an apologia, complete apologia against the uh, doctrine of the Trinity, not to mention chapter 112 of the Quran is a direct also attack against this doctrine. At any rate, what we will be doing, me and Sam, is primarily taking a look at what does the Quran say about Tawheed or the absolute oneness of God and how the Quran itself actually contradicts itself by revealing more than one persons in the Quran. You have Allah, you have the Spirit, you have Jesus, 
and the list can go on and on and on. And the Hadith tradition talk even about the Quran becoming a person who is also omnipresent, omniscient, and so on and so forth. So you can see that actually the Quran itself, the Islamic source, the primary source of Islam, is the one that contradicts the very concept and the very doctrine. And another thing that is extremely important, our Muslim friends always mock us, the fact that the word Trinity, the word Trinity is not mentioned in the Bible, when in fact, of course, we know that. The word Trinity is just a description. Tertullian, uh, you know, uh, basically came up with this description in the early 4th century for the idea of simplifying what do we call this doctrine of one God who revealed himself in three persons. The fact that the, t- uh, the description or the term is not mentioned in the Bible doesn't negate the doctrine, nor that it makes the Bible a corrupt book, as our Muslim friends would want you to think. But using the same argument, reversing the table, show us now where is the word Tawheed in the Quran? And the answer would be nowhere. So is it fair then for us to make the same argument that the Quran is corrupt based on this? Nevertheless, here is what we need to talk about today. As a teaser, I am going to address with you two of my most recent Facebook posts that dealt with this Tawheed doctrine, and I called it Tawheed Dilemma because indeed it is a dilemma. For instance, most recently, about a couple of days ago, uh, on December 11th, I posted, uh, December 12th, I posted basically a, a, a challenge or I should say a dilemma post on my Facebook, my personal Facebook page, which is alfadi.sira. And I call, I said, basically, if Allah, meaning the God of Islam, if Allah is one, and here I'm talking about his absolute oneness, one in essence, one in person. If Allah is one, why is it then that the Quran over and over and over again equate Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, to Allah? Without Muhammad, literally, you cannot be saved absolutely no matter how hard you try. Let's take a quick look, for instance, as at a couple of examples that deal with this. For instance, look at this Quranic verse. It's in chapter 3 of the Quran, verse 31. It says, if you should love Allah, then follow me so Allah will love you and forgive you your sins. Now, notice who's speaking here. It is Muhammad who's speaking in the Quran, not Allah. And this verse is basically his utterance. Muhammad is saying to his followers, if you should love Allah, meaning if you really honor Allah, love Allah, then you should follow me. Therefore, Allah will love you and honor you as a result of this. Notice, Muhammad is the center, basically, of this passage. If you love Allah, then the proof of that is you have to follow Muhammad, then Allah will love you. And forgive you your sins. In other words, the forgiveness of sin is essentially here centered around the person of Muhammad. Please tell me, how is this different than what the Bible teaches about the person of Christ, who actually, according to the Bible, is God himself incarnate, who appeared in the flesh, as the scripture mentioned that numerous times. In the beginning, the word, and the word is with God, and the word is God, okay? And the word became flesh. And then in Philippians chapter 2, for instance, verses 5 to 8, Jesus basically is being uh, described as who is God. Being equal to God doesn't consider that to be uh, basically a shameful thing, that he decided to 
hide his deity behind his humanity by taking on the form of a servant in the likeness of man. How is that different? The Old Testament many times tells us that, uh, you know, a child is born, a son is given to us. Notice the son who preexisted, who is eternally existed with the father, co-equal to the father, was given to us basically to be born in the flesh. I mean, and then Jesus says, unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. If you honor the son, you honor the father. I mean, all of these teachings in the Bible, our Muslim friends are always picking on them. Yet here is the Quran and what it says. And in fact, it's Muhammad who's speaking, not Allah who's speaking, as we always hear from our Muslim friends that the Quran is the absolute word of Allah himself. Listen to it again. Chapter 3, verse 31. If you should love Allah, then follow me. And some translations between brackets will put the word Muhammad to make sure you know who is the pronoun in reference to. So Allah, the outcome of this, therefore Allah will love you, meaning if you follow Muhammad, then the outcome is Allah will love you and forgive your sins. You tell me, what does this look like to you? Doesn't this make Muhammad equal to Allah? In fact, more powerful than Allah because Allah needs you to love Muhammad and follow Muhammad basically in order for him to be able now to save you from your sins. Okay? It didn't say believe in Allah. It says love Allah basically. Follow me. Okay? If you should love Allah, the proof of your love to Allah basically is to follow Muhammad, not to follow Allah. Okay? And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is God incarnate. So we, when we follow Jesus, we're following God anyway. Another example, chapter 48 of the Quran, verse 10. Look what it says. Indeed, those who pledge allegiance to you, to who? Muhammad. Some translations between parentheses will say, oh, Muhammad. So, indeed, those who pledge allegiance to Muhammad... They are actually pledging allegiance to Allah. Exactly taken from John chapter 5. He who honors the son honors the father also. Okay? That's exactly what the Quran is doing. Stealing what the Bible teaches from the mouth of our Lord himself and applying it now to a mere man who acknowledged numerous times that he was a sinful man. Well, by the way, the Quran many times asks you to uh, acknowledge that he sinned, to pray for his forgiveness. And Muhammad himself in chapter 46 of the Quran, verse 8 and 9, told his followers that he doesn't know what's going to happen to him, nor what's going to happen to them. He has no assurance whatsoever of his own salvation. This is the man that is introduced to us to be God's final revelation and prophet to mankind. You tell me, does this sound basically logical to you? Here is another example from the Quran. And I love to use the Quran in this purpose. Why? Because the Quran is the book that our Muslim friends consider to be the inspired book of God, the divine book of God, the word of God verbatim. Therefore, I'm using their source. I'm not really inventing anything here. It's their source that is sharing this. In chapter 4, verse 80, chapter 4 of the Quran, which is the chapter known as chapter of woman, 
Verse 80 says, He who obeys the messenger has obeyed Allah. Notice, it didn't say he who obeyed Allah, meaning that was obeying the messenger as a result of this. No. If you obeyed Muhammad, then you automatically are obeying Allah, equating Muhammad to Allah. Now, many of you are going to say, well, well, come on, man. I mean, the Bible talks about this all the time uh, in John 7. 17.3, it says, uh, basically, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you sent. Thank you, I would say, for bringing this up, because Jesus Christ is God incarnate, and he is God's son, and he is equal to the Father. That's what the scripture teaches. Our Muslim friends pick on these passages in the Bible, yet the Quran is rich with those kind of things by equating Muhammad, whom any Muslim will tell you just a human being. He's not God's uh, a revelation to mankind. He's not God incarnate. He's not the word of God in the flesh and so on and so forth. And here is another example from the Hadith, the sayings of Muhammad himself. This one comes from one of the most authentic Hadiths known as Bukhari. And this is Bukhari Hadith number 2996. This is what it says, just an excerpt of it. It says the following. Muhammad said, become Muslim Telling somebody, how do I really be saved, basically? He says, become Muslim and you will be safe. Safe from what? Safe from being killed. Safe from judgment day. Okay. Know that the earth belongs to Allah and his messenger. Wow. So, here basically... Muhammad is sending this message to people that he wants to take over their area, their land, and ask them to convert, basically. If you convert, you become safe. Safe from what? From my wrath. Why? Because the earth belongs to Allah and to me. Okay, well, I thought the last I checked, the Quran says that Allah is the king, uh, basically, of the earth, and he who's the, uh, the one who made the earth. But uh, here, we're seeing that Allah somehow, somehow, is now having a co-partner equal to him, and that's the prophet of Islam. So you can see why I am raising those issues because we want our Muslim friends to wake up and realize that there is an act of idolatry that is being committed here. And if our Muslim friends are in denial and they don't want to admit it, uh, then there is nothing really we can do about it. All we have to do basically is uh, just expose these teachings to our Muslim friends from their own Quran, their own Quran, not from my own teachings, because I'm only reporting to you what your own book is talking about. Now, do you think our Muslim friends get it? Sadly, some of them come to attack, actually. They come basically to attack and insult. Here's an example. One of our Muslim friends says, in chapter 18 of the Quran, verse 110, it says, I am but a man like yourself. So he's saying, come on, man. I mean, Muhammad basically is saying, I'm just a human being, just like you. But the inspiration has come to me that your Allah is one Allah. Now, I'm going to pick on this verse, by the way. Chapter 18, verse 110. Who's talking? Muhammad is talking in the Quran. And he says, did he say our Allah? No, he says your Allah. Notice, Muhammad is using the exact same phraseology.
analogies that our Lord is using in the Bible when he says, your God and my God, your father and my father. Our Muslim friends, oh my gosh, I mean, they get all over us, you know, when we say that. Here, Muhammad is not even saying Allah is our God or my God. No, he says he's your God. In other words, I'm equal to him. Your God, right? The one that if you obey me, you have obeyed him. If you follow me, he will love you and forgive your sins. That's the one that I want you to basically uh, love. And and this gentleman, of course, quotes this, which he basically, as you can tell, fumbled when he did that, using football language here. And he added to say, you know, uh, laughing out loud, you know, LOL, basically. Ask Al-Fadi to read, basically, the verse above and pull Trinity out of it. Notice how our Muslim friends always go to the Trinity. My goodness, I mean, no matter how hard you try to show them that this has nothing to do with the Trinity, I'm talking to you about your own doctrine, they immediately go to the Trinity. I mean, I, there is nothing really for us to uh, to talk about, uh, really, here. I mean, obviously, uh, this is why we want you to pray for them, because when somebody is spiritually in deep sleep, it's extremely hard, basically, to wake them up, because the Bible says, the God of this age has blinded their mind, okay? This is a very serious charge, and requires... A lot of spiritual warfare against the enemy of the gospel who has blinded their mind. So this is one taste of what you will be hearing from me and from Sam next week, whether live or recorded, basically, videos. We'll be doing a whole bunch of series, uh, technically speaking. I want to take you to another one also, uh, basically another um uh, you know, challenge to our Muslim friends to show you that, that there is uh, equality between Muhammad and the God of Islam. This one was a public challenge to a Muslim friend who showed up just flexing muscles as always, and usually I take him to task. You come to my page, flexing muscles, making false claims, don't expect a free ride. There is no free rides on my page. You will either present your evidence or I will make sure you present them by upgrading you from a side comment to be on the front page, okay? So this time I challenged this person. I says, if Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, basically, is not a god, then prove to us that Muslims can be saved without mentioning his name in the Islamic shahada, in the shahada, in a decree, basically. What is the creed of Islam? The creed of Islam says that there is no god but Allah and, conjunction, and Muhammad, his messenger. So Muhammad is an essential element and clause in that Islamic creed. Ironically, you won't find this creed actually found in the Quran. You will not find it in the Quran. What you will find actually is quite the opposite. You find mentions of there is no God but Allah, but Islamic scholars early on in the early Islamic era added this to the creed to ensure that Muslims identify themselves as followers of Allah and Muhammad, and therefore you do not become a Muslim unless you acknowledge Muhammad as prophet. In fact, the claim is that Muhammad is the one who said this in the hadith, and I say Islamic scholars added because the earliest hadith collection we have was 240 years after the time of Muhammad. We don't know if Muhammad ever said it, and even if he did, he has committed idolatry then by equating himself to Allah, whether Muhammad said it or the scholars basically invented it, it's the first pillar of Islam. You cannot be called a Muslim without acknowledging that Muhammad 
is part of your Islamic creed. You believe in Allah and Muhammad. You cannot be a Muslim without uh, adding Muhammad to the creed. Therefore, if Muhammad is not in the creed, you're not a Muslim. And if you're not a Muslim, according to Islamic theology, you have no hope of salvation. Hence, the challenge that I have here, and this challenge was issued on December 10th, basically, December 10th, you'll see it, it's called Public Challenge, and I have the name of the person in there that I challenged, and I said, if Muhammad is not a god, then prove to us that Muslims can be saved without mentioning the name of Muhammad next to Allah and the Shahada. Oh my goodness, go and take a look, of course, at all the attacks that we get in there, that we don't know what you're talking about. Fine, no big deal. If we don't know what we're talking about, then please come and enlighten us. We give you the chance to do so. And then on December 9th, I issued also another one of those Tawheed Dilemma. And I said, if Allah is one and worthy of worship, why then did he ask the angels to prostrate to Adam? Chapter 15, verse 29. Do you know that in chapter 15, 29, and that's one of many references, it talked about when God, or Allah in this case in the Quran, created Adam, he actually asked the angels to bow down to him in prostration. The bowing down in Islam is always done in worship. And it's only done to Allah. And even the Quran itself says that no one is worthy of prostration except Allah himself. Okay? Allah himself. That's found, for instance, in a number of passages in the Quran. And I'm going basically uh, to see if I can open one of those comments for you to give you uh, one of those references that deal with this. And uh, if we get there, for instance, uh, I showed that in chapter 13, verse 15 of the Quran, chapter 13, verse 15, um, uh, it basically says that no one is worthy of being worshipped or prostrated to except Allah himself. Therefore, if Allah himself is giving his glory to another, in this case to the first man made, and the angels bow down to him, what does that make Adam then? Equal to God. And here's the funny part. Do you know that Satan was the only one who refused to do so? Yes, you heard me correctly. Satan refused to do so. Why? Because Satan says, I cannot really bow down to a man that you created from clay, from mud, basically. And of course, uh, our Muslim friends wants us to believe that uh, Adam was made in heaven, actually, and there is no mention of clay or mud or dirt or earth in heaven. Okay, according to the Bible, that's why the garden has always been believed to be on earth. But of course, we don't want to argue this right now. That's a whole different ballgame that we will deal with. Nevertheless, here is what we would like to point out. The Quran always shows that there are more than one person equal to Allah. You have Adam equal to Allah. You have Muhammad equal to Allah. Will prove me and Sam that there is... A, the, a person called the spirit equal to Allah, okay? Muslims will say he's Gabriel, so Gabriel is equal to Allah. And then Jesus himself is the word of Allah. He has to be equal to Allah, according to the Quran. He's the spirit of Allah. He has to be equal to Allah. And then in Hadith tradition, talks about the Quran itself, basically uh, multiply itself and be with the believers, omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent. He is also equal to Allah. So uh, do, do you see, get my point? Please, if you're living in a very, very, very thin and hush, uh, basically, uh, uh, a glass house, 
please don't don't throw boulders at us because all we have to do is a flick a tiny piece of sand and it will bring that house to crumble. So that's our advice. Technically speaking, I hope that you as a believer will go and take a look at these things and help our Muslim friends think logically. Sadly, many of them do not see these things until pointed out to them and not all of them are going to be uh, uh, willing to engage, pray for their salvation, pray that God will open their mind, their eyes to the truth that they begin to process all of these information. Our time is almost up. Therefore, I encourage you to go to our website, sirainternational.com, and also be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, and that is Sira International. Become a Patreon patron uh, where you can give even as little as $1 to help us to stay on the air and be able to produce to you the many videos that we like to do. And we thank you from the bottom of our heart. And as we approach the Christmas season, I want to wish all of you a Merry Christmas and have a blessed day. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.